Welcome to the Denim Hunters podcast. My name is Thomas and I'm your host. Whether denim is your passion or your profession, or maybe both, this is the podcast for you. Denim Hunters is a blog turned consultancy platform. We direct denim business through insights, creativity in action. If you have a denim business and you'd like to know more about how we can help you grow it, go to denimhunters.com forward slash work. This episode is part of a series where I dive into the Denim Hunters content archive and our denim encyclopedia to discuss some of the essential and most frequently debated topics of raw denim. Before we get to the FAQ of this episode and the main topic, I have a small favor to ask you. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Send me a screenshot of your rating and your review, and I'll share it on my Instagram story. And don't forget to subscribe to get notified when new episodes come out. All right, so this week's FAQ is about Ironheart. Yes, I talk a lot about it, especially on Instagram. So, um, well, and, and I guess that's why I've gotten this question uh, quite a few times. So the question is, is Ironheart really worth it, worth the money? So this was um, a follower from uh, from Canada. But yeah, I mean, uh, whether you buy Ironheart from uh, from the Americas, or you buy it from Europe, anywhere except Japan, I think the prices are um, aligned. So uh, let's take, for instance, the 25-ounce denim that um, that I'm going to be wearing for the Indigo Invitational Year 2 and that I've worn previously as well. That, I believe, costs around uh, 400 US dollars um, yeah, and the equivalent in euro, I think, 350 or something like that. But, I mean, that is uh, relatively a lot of money for, for a pair of jeans. I mean, it is. You can buy... I don't know. You could easily buy ten pairs of jeans for that for the same amount of money. Um, and does that then mean that you know Ironhearts are ten times better? Uh, in well, I mean they certainly do last longer for sure. That is, uh, I've now I've tried that twenty-five ounce. Uh, I tried the twenty-one ounce, um, and it does last a long time uh, from what I experienced. Um, then there's also, of course, the attention to detail. I talked about this in previous episodes as well. I talk about this on the blog. Um, it's just, you know, made the best possible way that you can. And it, the same goes for many of the other, you know, high quality brands that uh, we we like, really. So um, so there's there's that part. And then, of course, there's the denim. I think that's the key in, in any gene. Um, and yeah, with, with Ironheart and with many of the other brands, you know, they do pay a lot of attention to the denim, um, how it fades, especially how it looks when it's worn. Um, so, but but I mean, is it worth it? I mean, you can get great jeans at half the money of a pair of Ironhearts. So I think that's also something that Brian Sabo from the Indigo Invitational and I talk about in that buying guide blog post that we put together. Where um, where the argument is, I mean, you should spend as much as you can comfortably afford. So if four hundred dollars is more than you feel you can afford, then don't do it. Because there are great jeans that you can get for 200, 250. So, so I mean, yeah, but, but if, you, if you feel that you can afford it, I would say it's worth it. Mm-hmm. 
If you have a question that you'd like me to answer or ask my guest in a future episode, you can submit it at denimhunters.com forward slash questions. You can send it in as text, which I'll then read out, or you can record it as audio, which we can then play back on the podcast. Just remember to state your name and your Instagram username. All right, so let's get into the topic of this episode. And in this one, I'm going to talk about uh, some of the vocabulary that you often read or hear when we're talking about raw denim or denim in general. But especially in, in, in raw denim, this is something that people will talk about and will mention. So it's something, I guess, that you kind of need to know. Um, well, I, I mean, and the good thing is, it's you know, you can get this information on Denim Hunters on many of the other blogs. Um, but yeah, I put together this uh, resource um, earlier this year. I put together my Denim Encyclopedia. And in there, there's a section about denim vocabulary. So it's sort of the, you know, frequently used terms of denim and jeans. So in this episode, I'm going to go over some of the key terms here that uh, that you find in there and that you'll often hear in, um, in conversations about denim. So, uh, and I'm doing this alphabetically. So let's just start with uh, arcuates. So what are arcuates? Well... They are patterns of stitching on the back pockets of jeans. And personally, I also call them back pocket signatures. Um, and, and of course, this started with uh, with Levi's. They were, you know, actually, you know, when you look into the history, uh, arguments have been there always. I mean, they were there on the first pair of Levi's. Uh, and, you know, they can serve uh, a, a you know, functional purpose, but mostly they're there for decoration. Um, so, and interestingly, I mean, um, up until, you know, the 1940s, early 1940s, when Levi's trademarked their arcuate, many brands used the same. You know, you will find old Lee jeans, old Wrangler jeans that have the same arches as you'll find on, on a pair of Levi's jeans. And of course, you know, today um, you, you can't do this. You can't make the same anymore because they have a trademark and they will sue you. So don't do that. Um, but but I think, you know, it, it's, it's you know, you commonly see references to the Levi's Arcuates in, you know, on, on jeans from any other brand, really. It, it's sort of the starting point. So so I think, you know, you can um, you can see it on, on, especially on many of the Japanese repro brands. And, and of course, some of them early on, um, you know, in, in the early 2000s, um, before there was a big lawsuit, they had the exact same arcuate. And I believe you can still go to Japan and actually find some that have it still, new, you know, new jeans from Japanese brands that have the same arcuates because Levites don't have the trademark out there in Japan, as far as I know. So, um, so yeah, uh, that, that is arcuates or back pocket signatures. Right, so next up is bar tack. So a bar tack is um, a row of stitches that reinforce a stress point on jeans. So one of the most common places to find bar tacks is on the corners of the back pocket openings. Um, and they were, you know, Levi's again introduced them there um, as a replacement for for rivets, really. I mean, so even, even with 
genes that have uh, hidden rivets, for instance, you still have a bar tag most commonly. I mean, you need to you need to have it there to to hold the pocket in place, really, at the top. And there are really two ways of making it. Um, so when we talk about the back pockets, you can make it where you sort of make the bar tag first. So you have the pocket flipped over um, and then you make the bar tag and then you flip it around to where it's actually going to be sewn onto the leg, really. Um, again, <laughs> this is not easy to describe, but um, but uh, uh, pictures and videos will probably do do it much better. But anyway, you have it flipped over and then you flip it back and then you, you stitch on the pocket, really. Um, and then there's the more modern method, I guess, where it's uh, you can actually do that after you've stitched the pocket on. So, um, so bar tags are also found on belt loops, uh, commonly, uh, or on um, the crotch joint on jeans. Really, any stress point that you have, uh, a bar tag is helpful to uh, to prevent, you know, the the jeans from ripping. Right. So next up is chain stitch, and a chain stitch is a type of stitching with one continuous thread that is looped back onto itself. So, uh, the chain stitch is uh, found in a few places around jeans. You know, the, and the most you know well-known place, I guess, is on the hems, uh, you know, at the leg openings. But you also have chain stitch on on the waistband, um, and you can also have it on. You know, it's also common on the um, on the uh, leg seams, really. So the good thing about chain stitch. Uh, is that you know it can stretch and that's where it makes sense to have it for instance in a waistband or on the leg seams because that's places that's going to stretch quite a lot um, another good thing about it or the practical thing is that you know you don't need a bobbin so there's actually only one thread uh, and this thread is then as i said looped back onto itself with a little hook um, and this you know it, you can you can tell a chain stitch if you, for instance, at the hem, you can see sort of on the front, it looks like a normal stitching. And then on the back, you have this this loop um, where you can see it, it looks different. So, um, and when we talk about hems, the, the thing that is sort of sought after with chain stitching is the fact that it creates the roping effect. So this happens because the fabric is folded uh, in the chain stitching machine, especially on the Union Special chain stitching machines, but it's not folded directly on top of each other. So it's sort of screwed a little bit. And then when you wear, and especially when you wash the fabric, it's going to start, you know, roping sort of around itself. And this gives you this special kind of fades on the denim that is very sought after. Um, by by denim heads. So um, so yeah, that's that's chain stitching, and um, yeah, let's move on to the next one. All right. So next is cotton, and cotton is a natural fiber that comes from the fruit of the cotton plant. So cotton grows in fields. It's not from trees. It grows in fields on these cotton plants, and they produce this little, you know, f- they produce this fluff, really, that is cotton, these cotton fibers. Um, and and cotton is used in, you know, it's not only used in jeans, it's used in any clothing, really, um, in many, many textiles, um, in, in bed sheets, and, you know, a lot of, you know, it has a lot of appliances. 
But the good thing about cotton is that it's uh, durable, it's relatively breathable, and you know it, it, you can dye it. Um, so there's there's many advantages of cotton, um, and yeah, especially for jeans. You know, uh, it it just it's oh of course also it's comfortable. So it's comfortable because because cotton you know it, it creates soft fabrics. Um, so, so, so I mean, and, and yeah, for jeans, it makes a lot of sense to, to use cotton. Recently, though, I mean, and cotton has been subjected to uh, quite a bit of criticism globally and, you know, because, um, because it requires a lot of water to grow cotton. And it's usually grown in places that have, uh, that don't have a lot of natural water. So you need irrigation. Um, and that, of course, can be a problem. Especially if you use cotton for clothes that are not worn that many times. Uh, so let's take a, a cheap t-shirt, for instance. It still takes quite a lot of cotton and that requires a lot of water and also chemicals to grow, uh, at least the conventional way. So, and if you only use that a handful of times or whatever and then throw it out, then, you know, that's, that's quite a lot of natural resources that are really wasted. Um, so, of course, that's not how you use your clothes, I'm sure, but it happens a lot. And especially with fast fashion, um, you know, it's it's not really a good thing. On the other hand, I mean, cotton is probably still better than uh, textiles made out of polyester, which is essentially oil. It's petro- petroleum. Uh, pre- so... And, and that's not good either. Um, so, but, but this is, you know, this quickly gets into a conversation about sustainability. And if you want to learn more about that, I suggest that you go listen to the episode, uh, that I did with Tony from Kings of Indigo because he knows a lot more than I do about this. So he has some good insights about this and, uh, and yeah, go check that one out. All right, so we are getting to D now. And the first term under D is Denim. Yes. So, um, denim, of course, is a type of woven twill fabric, and it's usually made from cotton, which I just talked about. So, um, yeah, denim is, um, you know, it's what your jeans are made from, uh, but you can, of course, also have other other garments made of it, uh, you know, your, your shirt, your jacket, um, all kinds of, of garments, really, uh, I guess, can be made of denim, but mostly it's going to be your jeans. So uh, denim originates from Europe, actually. Uh, that's what the history books tell us. So, um, so it it comes from um, you know the the term denim itself is sort of an anglicized version of uh, sash de Nîmes, which was a fabric that came from Nîmes in the south of France that uh, was then exported to to England and then ended up in the U.S., where it was made into five pocket jeans. So, um, so yeah, and, uh, denim is, um, you know, the classic type of denim, at least, is special in the way that it's yarn dyed, meaning it's dyed before it's woven into a fabric, and it's only the warp that is dyed. So that explains why you have, you know, the, your classic blue jeans, they are sort of mostly blue on the front and mostly white on the back so you see that of course when you cuff your jeans that it sort of has this contrast and that's because the weft yarn is typically not dyed you know so uh, so you will have blue warp 
white or undyed weft, uh, bleached or undyed, um, and uh, and yeah, that that's that's how it's made. All right, so the next term here is denim weight, and this is something that is talked quite a lot about, uh, has been talked quite a lot about recently, um, and and weight is really you know. Uh, it's the weight of the fabric, and denim is measured in weight of ounces per square yard of fabric. So it gets quite technical, but if you have a square yard of denim fabric, then you measure that in ounces, and that's then the weight that you will probably have heard about some jeans. So I also said earlier uh, in this episode, 25 ounce denim, it means that one square yard of that fabric weighs 25 ounces. Now, the you know standard average weight for denim is around 14 ounces. So 25 is quite a lot. It's really thick, heavy denim, um, and the weight is you know something we talk about because the heavier, usually at least, the more durable. Um, so. And also it creates, you know, when, especially if you're into raw denim, you know, the heavier the denim, the more sort of um, bulky the fades are going to be usually because you have very chunky, stiff, uh, or at least heavy denim. It doesn't have to be stiff, but usually, I mean, just the fact that it's heavy makes it a little stiffer, you know, in itself, regardless of how it's made otherwise. But, and... um so you get you get heavy denim, and the way that it creases, it's just you know it's it's bigger creases, so it gets some different fades, and usually it will hold those creases better and longer. But again, it also depends on other factors of how it's made. But anyway, it's something that has just become a, a thing uh, that denim heads focus on, um, and you know it, it's not that I would say that heavier is better. It it's uh it depends on what you're looking for, and it depends on also what you feel comfortable in, I guess, because not everyone is gonna, you know, heavy, like twenty five ounce or even twenty one ounce denim. Wearing that can be it's different for sure than wearing like fourteen or twelve ounce denim. It just it's just a lot more. There's a lot more fabric on your on your legs really, and you know, moving at first can be tricky. You know, it's uh it's it's very stiff. It's like you know. Imagine wearing a carpet. That is sort of how it feels for the first couple of weeks, at least, I guess, uh, in my experience from the denim that I've worn. Um, um, but yeah, it, again, it, it also depends on how the denim is, is made and how you wash it and how you treat it and all of that. So, um, but yeah, uh, so, so denim weight, uh, something we talk about, and it's because of, uh, especially, I think, especially the fades, but it also has a, a, an added benefit that it does generally last longer. All right, so next up here on my list is dyeing. Uh, and not uh, as in dead, but as in dye, fabric dye. <laughs> so so uh, with an E in there. Um, so dyeing is a process of adding color to yarn or fabric simply. But uh, like I said earlier, with denim, typically, you know, this the Traditional type of denim is yarn dyed, so the color is added uh, before it's woven into a fabric. Um, of course, you can also have fabric dyed or even garment dyed. So you can weave a fabric and then dye it, or you can weave it and sew it into a garment and then dye it. 
it 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 gives it gives different results and uh, it has different uh, uh, benefits and disadvantages. So if you want, you know, uh, the classic blue denim that's blue on the front, white on the back, you need to yarn dye it. Otherwise, if you dye it all together, of course, there's going to be dye all over and you you can't have that. But you can also actually take uh, yarn that is, you know, both warp and weft is dyed and then it, it's still going to be yarn dyed. Um, but I mean, it, that, that could be, for instance, if you want, let's say you want a, a blue warp yarn and then a black weft yarn. That's something we've seen uh, recently become quite popular. Um, it gives you some really interesting fades, uh, a lot of contrast, um, and it just looks a bit cleaner, I guess, at the beginning. So you could also stitch that up with tonal thread, and it's going to look really sharp, and then you get some really interesting fades. So this would still be yarn dyed, because you can't have blue on the front and black on the back either. You know, you need to dye it before you weave it into a fabric. Uh, so that's really um, the process of dyeing. So next up here is fades. And I've mentioned this already in this uh, episode, and I guess I mention it in every episode, because fades is uh, really what it's all about for a lot of us denim heads. Or, I mean, it's it's not everything, of course, but it is sort of a great reward of wearing raw denim, I guess. So uh, technically, I mean, fades, they are color differences in the denim uh, that happens where it's been worn or and after you wash it. Um, it can also, I mean, you also have fades on pre-washed jeans. I guess you can call them fades too, but they're just not made sort of uh, the original DIY way that we all prefer. So really, um, fades, of course, happen as that uh, color that was applied to the denim in the dyeing process that is worn off. Um, so, and uh, and yeah, I'm going to go into this in the next topic where I talk about indigo. So, uh, so maybe let's just jump right into that. Right, so I've talked about dyeing. I've talked about fades that happen as the dye wears off. And this especially happens with uh, the indigo color. So uh, I guess this, I could have done this in the reverse order, but uh, I'm doing this alphabetically and uh, I comes after F. So uh, now we're talking about indigo in this order. Anyway, so um, indigo is really the color that makes blue jeans blue. It comes originally from a plant, the indigo fera uh, plant, and there's uh, a family of plants there and then... um, but yeah, uh, and this, you know, is uh, you, you take the leaves of that plant, uh, you you dry it, then you ground it into a powder, and then you need to liquefy it, and then you need to add it onto the yarn or the fabric. So while this still does happen, you know, the natural way, most jeans today, they are made with synthetic indigo. So, and I'm not going to go too much into uh, the discussion of natural versus synthetic indigo here. Uh, if you want to know more about that, I would refer you to the, the in-depth um, entry in the Denim Encyclopedia where I discussed this. So, um, but yeah, I really, uh, what you need to know is that most jeans, they are made with synthetic indigo. And of course, this is, uh, uh, you know, synthetic means that it actually it comes from oil you need uh, you need chemicals to make it so um uh, but i mean natural indigo on the other hand requires a lot of water and a lot of um you know soil to grow so it's not really it, you, there's not enough 
you know, uh, fields in the world to grow the amount of indigo that we need in our genes. But really, the, the thing that makes us love indigo is the fact that it's a living color. It evolves as you wear and wash your indigo dyed garment, and the color fades off. But unlike most other colors, it, it, it doesn't get dull when you fade it. It actually comes, it sort of comes alive and you get different hues of blue in your jeans. And this is really what fades are. So, um, and of course, this happens because of the way, you know, you, you uh, apply the indigo color to the yarn. And this gets quite technical, but, you know, simply put, the indigo color cannot penetrate fully through the yarn at least not with the uh, with the you know modern way that you dye with the uh, with big big dyeing ranges so um so the color will sort of sit on the surface and then the core of the yarn will have its sort of natural color or if it's bleached it will of course be completely white but it will have a natural color most commonly i guess so um and so and then as you wear and wash your indigo dyed garment this the, the color becomes brighter and brighter and you get these contrasts and of course this happens most where there's friction or where you rub on the fabric um so so this will have you know that's where we get uh, the the honeycombs on the back of the knee you get the whiskers up on your thighs you get um different fades around all the edges and every everywhere there's sort of a, more friction than in other places and really i think this is what uh, yeah this this is what fades are all right so we are getting to a term that i have said a billion times already on this podcast and that is jeans so jeans they're also called blue jeans and they are trousers made from denim it's uh you know what we the, the most classic type of Blue jeans, they have five pockets. You have three in the front and two on the back. Um, and that's, that's uh, you have a, a fly um, and um, a yoke at the back. Uh, and there are some defining features of jeans um, apart from these. I mean, there's also usually going to be some belt loops. And yeah, that's, that's really what it is. Uh, again, I guess uh, if you want to know more about the background of jeans, I would uh, refer you to that, um, that the entry about jeans in the Denim Encyclopedia there. Moving on, we have another term that I have mentioned uh, a lot of times uh, on this podcast and uh, on Denim Hunters, uh, and that is raw denim. So we talked about denim earlier, and now we're talking about raw denim, um, also known as dry denim. But really, this is denim that has not been washed or treated in any way. At least there's no garment treatment, so there's no pre-washing going on. So really, you know, uh, there's, you know, most commonly, uh, I think the consensus is that raw denim is is really, you know, the the we're talking about. The, the garment treatment here. So, so we're saying that these genes have not been, there's no artificial fade, really. There's no distressing going on. Really, you would, you would have denim that is all one color, really. Um, and usually blue, but it could also be, of course, black or other colors. But most commonly, you have the blue genes, uh, and, and there, there's no fades on them, really, when you buy them. Um, and, and they can be, of course, then, uh, like I talked about in, in a previous episode, I, I would say it doesn't, you know, they can be sanforized or unsanforized. I call them raw regardless, really. 
Um, that that's that's a different thing in my perception. Um, so so it's the fact that you have to create the fades yourself that make them raw. Um, and and yeah, this is really the most fun part of wearing jeans. I think that's this is where you 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 have to you know you get a pair of jeans. It's all one color, and then you wear them, and you start seeing the fades appear. And you maybe you wash them if 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 you do that, like I do. Uh, and you know they just change and evolve, and you form this sort of weird bond with your jeans with your garment. Um, you take photos of them, share them on Instagram or other social media, and uh, you know you become you know people like them. <laughs> so uh, that's really, I think, the most fun part of uh, of denim, um, creating these fades. And you get the best fades with raw denim. There's a whole different, you know, uh, different discussion about how to get fades and, and do you wash or not. Um, and, and that's a different discussion, but um, it doesn't really matter. I mean, uh, if, if it's indigo and if it's raw, you will get fades uh, if you wear uh, and or wash your jeans. I mean, uh, it it it's just going to happen. So um, it's just a matter of what kind of fades you get. Uh, and if you never, ever wash them, you know, you will get a lot of contrast. You will keep that original, you know, color of raw denim. Uh, in places that are that don't have any fades, uh, but the the downside is that you know usually they will break quicker than if you wash them every now and then. So that, I think that's the 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 short discussion there about wash or not. Uh, but uh, I digress. Uh, let's move on to the next term. All right. So the next term here on my list is rivets, and rivets they are pieces of metal found at the pocket corners of jeans. Uh, that that serve the purpose of strengthening uh, these stress points. So, I think uh, rivets are the most iconic and the defining feature of blue jeans. Of course, the uh, rivets are found in other garments as well. But I think rivet—it's really the the riveting of blue jeans is really what made them blue jeans. And of course, the history is that you had a tailor. Uh, who came from Latvia originally. He, he lived in Reno in Nevada. He ha- were making garments for, you know, local uh, workers. And he got the idea to put a rivet at the pocket corners of uh, some, you know, trousers that he were making. And he would be using uh, fabric that he got from Levi Strauss in San Francisco. So he quickly figured out that this was a great idea. Uh, they sold like, you know, crazy. And his competitors started imitating it. So he approached Levi Strauss. They applied for the patent. It took them a, a year, actually, I believe. Uh, so this was, so he got the idea in early 1871. And they received the patent, of course, on May 20th. 1873, which is now, I guess, considered the birthday of blue jeans. Of course, there were work pants, uh, trousers made of blue denim before, but these were the first to be made with rivets. Um, and Levi's had that pattern for 17 years and really solidified their position as the brand at the time. And of course, I, that's the legacy that they, they built the brand upon. And, um, jeans of, of rivets, of course, then are found in, in most jeans today. Um, if, if riv- jeans don't have rivets, you know, it, it's a conscious decision because it's just become, um, 
a, a sort of, I guess, again, defining feature that it's that they, they kind of need to be there. Even though today, most of us really, you know, we could live without them. Um, I would argue most of us, if you're like me, you, 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 you don't, you don't do like tough physical work in your jeans. Of course, you can do some gardening and you maybe bike around town in your jeans, but it's not like the workers that wore jeans originally. So, um, so I guess we could, we could sort of live without rivets. Uh, but we still just want them there because of uh, there's some sentimental value. They sort of have to be there on jeans for them to be jeans, I would argue. So, um, so yeah, that that is uh, what rivets are. All right, next term here on the list is something that I already talked about earlier in this episode, and it is the roping effect. So the roping effect is a sort of abrasion that you see on jeans hems that are sewn with chain stitching. Uh, and I guess, again, if you want to know more about this and if you want to see it, how, you know, what it looks like, if you haven't seen it before, um, I would, you know, recommend that you go check out that entry in the Denim Encyclopedia where I explain it and where there are some pictures of it as well. Um, so, so yeah, again, Go to that, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about roping effect in this episode. All right, so the next term here on my list is something that I mentioned already in this episode, and it's something that I talked about in the previous episode with the seven FAQs about buying raw denim, and that is sanferization. So sanferization is a finishing, a, a fabric finishing process where the fabric is pre-shrunk. And this is done, of course, then before it's sewn, it's cut and sewn into a garment. So, of course, making denim uh, has five overall uh, processes. And the finishing processes are the last to happen. This happens after it's woven. Then you, then the fabric can go through various uh, finishing processes. And sanferization, I guess, is the most common, you know, and and the most uh, well known one. Um, and of course, it's it's important because if denim is, and if any fabric is not sanferized, then it will be called unsanferized. But what happens then is that it's going to shrink quite a lot. You know, something around 10% is is common. It can be more or less depending on various factors. But, you know, usually around 10% uh, is the average, I guess. So if you buy a pair of jeans and they are not sanferized, you need to take that into consideration. You 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 need to have them longer, at least if you plan to wash them. And, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry, I guess. So make sure that there, there's some extra length there uh, to, you know, allow for some shrinkage and also make sure that they're not too tight in the waist because it's also going to shrink there a little bit. It can stretch, it will stretch out a little bit again, but I mean, they don't, if jeans are unsanferized, I would not recommend you buying them very, you know, snugly fitting in the waist because most likely they're going to shrink and be too tight for you after you wash them. So, um, so yeah, that is uh, sanferization. And again, if you want to learn more about this, there's an entry on Denim Hunters in the Denim Encyclopedia where this is explained in more detail. There's some pictures, some visualization of it as well. So go check that out if you want to learn more about sanferization. All right, so we are getting close to the bottom of my list here. 
And um, the fourth last term that I have is selvage denim. So this is denim that is woven on shuttle looms and it's recognized by the self-finished edges of the fabric. So um, these usually this is going to be you, you're going to have some at the at the edges really when you weave the fabric selvage denim. There's going to be some undyed warp yarns. There's going to be some white or bleached. Uh, undyed warp yarns there and and you will see these um you know so these end up really on the fabric and these edges then are used to make the out seams of jeans so when you have a and it's called the busted out seam really where you sort of flip it over you, you stitch it together and you flip it over and you see these two white lines uh there on the on the cuffs or on the inside of the of the out seams of jeans and of course, you especially notice them when you cuff the jeans. Then you can see them there on the sort of the outside of your, of your legs down there at the bottom. And, you know, easily recognizable. Uh, and of course, I mean, selvage edges in themselves, the purpose that they serve is that they prevent the edges of the fabric from fraying. So you don't need any overlocking or anything to prevent fraying of the fabric. But the edges themselves are not really what you want. They just tell you that this is selvage denim, and and that's what you want. So so selvage denim, of course, it, it's woven at a slower um, pace, and that allows for more slops in the fabric. It gives more character. It's also the original way, so there's some sentimental value in there. But really, when we talk about fades, uh, I think generally speaking, you get better fades in selvage denim, and that's why you want it really also it because it takes a lot longer you mean up to 10 times longer to weave the same amount of fabric on on selvage looms or shuttle looms compared to conventional modern looms you know it makes sense that you use the best possible um, raw materials the best cotton the best you know you yeah anything really uh, because it's just a more expensive product uh, it's more expensive garment um, in the end if it's made from selvage denim. So uh, so yeah, that is, uh, that is selvage explained. Right, and then we are getting to uh, a characteristic of denim that I just mentioned, uh, and it's something about character. And this, we're talking about slops. So slops, they are thickenings in the yarn that result in a desired unevenness in the colors of the denim. That's sort of the technical description that I have here, um, but really, it's it's so so you have a yarn, and then in some places it's a little thicker than in other places, really, and then you take that yarn and you take a, a bunch of them, you take uh, you know thousands of yarns, you dye them, and then you weave them, and then you sew them into a garment and then you start wearing and washing them, and then what happens is that the color is gonna wear off more quickly and this gives you then these um, this unevenness in color so there's going to be some places where it's uh, much quicker getting brighter than in other places and this is what slops are so it's um, it's something that naturally happens when denim is ring spun which is the original way of spinning denim um, and it happens because of you know the whole setup of the 
process, the machinery used. And this is something that I also explain in more detail in the Denim Encyclopedia if you want to know more. But really what you need to know here is that you have these unevenness in these un, this unevenness in the yarn uh, that results in these you know sort of small streaks really on the fabric um where where it's brighter really and and again uh go to go to the encyclopedia to see some some pictures of this as well to to get an understanding of it um yeah so that was uh, slops right so we are getting to the second last item here on my list and that is warp and weft and it's something that i already mentioned in this episode but really Warp and weft, uh, they are the names of the two yarns that are used to weave denim. So the warp is the yarn that runs downwards on the weave, uh, the weaving machine, whereas the weft is the horizontal yarn that is shot across. Uh, and then they are woven together in a fixed 90 degree angle and the yarns are interlocked. And this is really the weaving process. <laughs> Right, so the last term that I have here on my list uh, of denim vocabulary that you need to know is whiskers. So I believe I said this earlier as well in this episode, but whiskers, they're really a one of the types of fades um, that you find uh, in jeans. And you especially get, uh, you create them yourself if you wear raw denim. Um, so really these are sort of horizontal and uh, also diagonal faded creases on the thigh of jeans. Um, and they're also called mustaches uh, by some people. Uh, I usually just call them whiskers. Uh, so they, they kind of look like the whiskers of a cat. Really, I think that's that's where the name comes from. Um, but yeah, uh, and and the and like I said, the the, the creases they can be um, more horizontal, especially if you wear tighter fitting jeans. You're gonna get more horizontal whiskers. If you wear looser fitting jeans, they're gonna be more diagonal. Diagonal. Uh, you know, generally speaking, that's uh, the differences there. <laughs> Okay, so that actually takes us to the end of this episode about uh, terms that you need to know, uh, I guess, or that you will often hear uh, or, or see in uh, in conversations about denim. So, um, and uh, it's uh, I guess a lot of you already know all of these terms. Um, so. Uh, but if you don't, uh, and if you want to brush up on uh, on some of the terms and learn more, again, like I've said uh, several times already in this episode, I would uh, strongly recommend that you go check out the Denim Encyclopedia on Denim Hunters. And if you just go to denimhunters.com, you'll find it there at the very top uh, in the in the menu bar. Uh, it's also on the front page. So there's many ways to get there, and uh, several articles linked directly to it as well. And yeah, with that said, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Denim Hunters podcast. And uh, if you haven't done so already, please, please, please go subscribe. Uh, so if, you, if you're finding this and this is the first you hear, there's already uh, 12 other episodes published and there's uh, more there's episodes coming out weekly on Mondays. And... Um, and yeah, you can go subscribe uh, in your you know favorite podcast app. Uh, you can listen on denimhunters.com. And uh, I'd also really, really appreciate it if you'd leave uh, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. 
so Apple Podcast is the biggest service, and uh, it's just really um, testimonials to help other listeners uh, see if this is something for them. So um, go write something and say, "Hey, what do you like about it? Why should people listen?" And uh, and then if you new listeners find the podcast, they I mean I do this myself, I know at least, but you know you could go check out the reviews and say, "Hey, okay, this is something for me," or maybe it's not. But anyway, just go share what you uh, think about it, and uh, and yeah, I um, I will catch you in the next episode then. You've made it to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a future episode. And if you want to get more content about denim, go to denimhunters.com. <laughs> <laughs>